everybody. How are you? This is Brandon Marianne Lee. This is Ashley Williams. We are her fantasy football, but minus the wonderful Courtney Kirby, who is normally the host of the Her Fantasy Football podcast. So please forgive me as I am subpar. Uh, and of course, I uh, messed up immediately with my sound, but I am back baby so uh we couldn't stay away from you guys we decided we wanted to do a little bit of a super bowl preview i was inspired because the other day i did a live feed uh for the other fantasy group that i work for fantasyalarm.com if you're part of fa nation you can go to fantasyalarm.com right now and sign up for howard bender's big game and it's basically a list of prop bets uh but you can play and the first place person gets 500 dollars and we're going to get into kind of those things you can actually play prop bets all over the place you can also print off something we got on the washington post uh we're going to hopefully get something up on our website where you can print off uh, a fun little game that you can play with your friends and family at the super bowl so make sure to go check it out at fantasyalarm.com as i said i was inspired by howard bender and doing this live feed um and by the way in this live feed that we did over at fantasyalarm.com uh we discussed clam dip which it's the super bowl this sunday everybody and everyone is having food and our family tradition is clam dip now howard thought it was disgusting and i revealed that actually my own husband does not like clam dip this is a staple in our family and ashley is actually the one who has introduced clam dip to probably more people in the nation than anyone else it's true how do you feel about this ashley williams i was i was shocked my husband told me yesterday after watching your show and i'm like what do you mean he doesn't like clam dip Uh, how has he been with my sister for over a decade and I am just now hearing he doesn't like clam dip. Like it's 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 blasphemy. And I understand it's funny because Brandon was laughing about how he was afraid <laughs> to tell her because he thought it might break up their relationship. He was afraid. Most people would maybe respond with like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, no, that's a valid concern. Because I almost did not date my husband when I found out he was allergic to seafood because I loved scallops and clam dip so much. I was like, I don't see what future here. I don't know. What am I supposed to do on Sundays? Because I have clam dip almost every Sunday. I think it's incredibly difficult. And um, I, I think it's funny that I had forgotten to mention it to you, although maybe I also didn't mention it to you because I was worried I would purpose. lose you as a sister. Yeah, it, so it I think be. that's what this was. Now, uh, what we'd love to do is hear from you. What are your favorite Super Bowl foods, traditions, things that you wear or do? Uh, you can always reach us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We are always excited to hear from you. Uh, you can also, uh, again, go to our website, HerFantasyFootball.com. Check it out. And, you know, you can send emails from there too listen we want to hear from you because super bowl sunday is really fun and i know there's a lot of debate about whether or not this is the most boring selection for two teams for the super bowl of all time in fact actually when my husband found out that which two teams are gonna be the super bowl he texted me immediately and said do we have to watch please no yes yes i said yes you do yes it's not just about and you root for the eagles I don't even understand why it's a debate. But listen, you you got to watch the game. A, it's football. And if you played fantasy all season, you maybe had some of these great players on your team. Um, B, there's the Star Spangled Banner that's going to be sung by Pink. There's the halftime show that's Justin Timberlake. There's all the commercials. There's even a puppy bowl, people, that's also going on during halftime. There's a lot to digest. Also, This Is Us will premiere after – or will have its uh, – 
mid-season finale, I believe. It's after the Super Bowl, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit more again once we get into prop bets because, you guys, the thing that's fun about the Super Bowl and these prop bets, uh, and, and, you know, so what? You don't gamble. Fine, fine, fine. I get that. But what you do is you, you can print these things out and just do like a fun little thing at your Super Bowl party. And the winner gets a thing of M&Ms. OK, it doesn't need to be scandalous here. But we are going to talk about some of the fun things like how long the Star Spangled Banner is going to be or whether or not Justin Timberlake will be wearing black shoes or white shoes or red shoes at the beginning of his halftime performance. Because this is actually what people do in Vegas, Ashley. That's what they gamble on. Yep. How crazy is that? Things that have nothing to do with football or our expertise. I'm not a gambler, but I, I can see the appeal. It's fascinating. Either way, yeah. it's kind of like the Oscar pool that Ashley also puts together every year. It's just fun to do. I like That's competing right. at everything, so we're going to do all that. Uh, but listen, uh, you know, it's January, and normally you're like, eh, it's just the playoffs, and we have a couple games, and it's easy peasy. But no, one of the biggest blockbuster trades in recent memory just happened. So we were like, we have to do a show. So even though I was inspired by what I did with Fantasy Alarm, I'm not going to lie, I also was inspired by two of our favorite quarterbacks here at Her Fantasy Football. As you know, if you've gotten any of our cheat sheets, if you listen to any of our advice about waiting on quarterbacks, we almost always suggest two gentlemen. And both of them are involved in this particular trade. One is Alex Smith. And the other one is Kirk Cousins. Why Kirk Cousins? Because Alex Smith was traded to the Washington Redskins, you guys. And he was traded for a third-round pick and a cornerback, um, Mr. Fuller. And, and listen, that's... that's uh, Who you wasn't know. informed until uh, late that he was part of the trade. Fine. Classic. Classic Washington behavior. Uh, but we're going to get to that in a second. First, though, is actually when I said, Ashley, let's do this show. Which, by the way, Courtney is not here again. We, we want to say... Um, Love you, Courtney Kirby. Uh, Courtney Kirby's daughter is taking a bunch of extensive testing because she's possibly like a gifted child. So uh, our niece is um, a badass. So Courtney gets a night off, right, Ashley? Yeah, yeah. I think badass. We all knew. We all knew she smart. Yeah, still bad for the girl. It's a lot of testing. It's a lot of testing. A lot of testing for those second graders. Anyway, uh, Ashley actually brought up a really funny thing that's happening right now on Facebook. And by funny, I mean, I don't know how she got through all three 15-minute episodes. But Ashley, what is going on? Tom versus Tom, baby. <laughs> Gross. Yep, yep. It is a Facebook Watch docu-series. And the little synopsis when you go on to Facebook the about is at age 40, Tom Brady is taking his toughest, taking on his toughest opponent yet time. Watch as he balances his growth on the field with fatherhood, 40 hood and life in the spotlight. Follow Tom Brady on his journey versus time only on Facebook. Watch thus far as Brandon said, there's been three episodes. The remaining two will air tomorrow. Um, February 1st, and then on the Super Bowl, February 4th. So, Brandon, I'm going to start off with why I was intrigued to watch this. Because initially, Brandon's like, why do we want, why do you want to watch this and talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> because it's so not like me. I mean, I'm not, I never hide that I'm not a Patriots fan. I just, I'm just not. That doesn't mean I don't draft Patriot players. I will pay Patriot players, but I never root for the Patriots to win ever uh, because I'm a Broncos fan. And that's just not something that we do because the Patriots have beat us one too many times. So I, I never root the Patriots. In fact, I hate them more than anybody in our division. Um, I can't think of a team that I dislike more and root more against than the Patriots, to be honest with you. But I was intrigued because, A, one of my very good friends, Chris Top, is 
a huge Patriots fan and Tom Brady fan. And so he said I should watch it. And when I saw the previews, I was like, I don't know if this is going to make me like Tom Brady more or less, but I feel like I should watch it. And then when I heard the news of radio host Alex Reimer calling Brady's daughter Vivian an annoying little pissant, I was like, what in the world was going on in this docu-series that would justify calling a child that? So, of course, when I'm watching this with my husband last night, we're all just sitting there, like, waiting for the moment that, that this child must do something so outrageously annoying to justify such a comment. And, of course, when we're done, we're just like, wait, the kids were in it, like, all of, like, two minutes. Like, I don't understand. Like, what? Like All she did was say, are you going to watch my soccer game or something at the beginning, something. right? I mean, it was, like, five well, seconds. And then at the, the end, beginning. at one point, she goes, I want to show you something. And then she's like, follow me. And he's like, oh, follow me. I'm getting taken to man. And that was like it. It was just such like a normal child interaction mm -hmm. that I was just so intrigued to be like, what in the world would justify this? Now, again, Tom Brady, I will say, is taking the higher road here after calling out the show and saying like, hey, this is inappropriate. You shouldn't be, you know, attacking children. Um, he did say he doesn't want that host to be fired. And hey, we all have moments. He's a newer where we host. He's a newer host. He's younger than he's 23 years old. Um, and we all have moments when, you you know, you say something, they're just like, ooh. Did that come off wrong? I get it. You probably should know not to attack children, but I will say they don't want him to be fired. So I, I give Tom a lot of props for that. But so I watched that just trying to think about like how this plays out. What do you think, Brandon, when it comes to this storyline? The annoying little pissant thing. I think it's really yeah. hard to be in media right now because on one hand, you need to be super appropriate all the time and, and courteous. And we try to do that here on her fantasy football, but I'm sure people would also be upset when we're like, yeah, this guy is not worth it or whatever else. You know, people are always bizarre about that those kind of things and sensitive. Uh, now, certainly children you think are just completely off limits. But then you got guys like Barstool Sports who say shocking things all the time and they're taking over the planet. So it's kind of mixed messages for especially a 23-year-old dude trying to get into the industry. I'm not making an excuse for anybody, but I certainly think we live in a weird world. So I just try to be nice to everybody and I try to kind of live by that. Now, listen, you know, we still chop off people's hands if they fumble the ball here on in our show. fantasy football. True. So, I mean, maybe... True. Maybe we're part of the problem. But know. we don't chop off children's hands. No, no, of. just consenting adults. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sure they would consent to having their hands chopped off. Well, stop mumbling. But uh, <laughs> what I will say is <laughs> I do feel like in general, and even here, we try to not ever really comment in a negative fashion about players' personal. wives, girlfriends, right. personal situations, um, obviously then something that involves like domestic violence or whatnot, uh, children. I feel like they're kind of just always- But domestic you know, violence isn't personal because it affects- I, I agree, exactly. So but it's not- yep. it's, mm -hmm. We try to stay away from that realm, right? Because it's true, like that person didn't ask to be in the light in that sense. Like they, they're not asking for you to make commentary. The only time I'll say is Giselle and Giselle gives some of her drop, uh, wonderful drops about my husband can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. Which and all Marcus that kind of good Mariota stuff. proved her wrong. He did. Oh which yeah. I love, and did. I think she owes us all an apology because clearly, I mean, clearly. it is possible. It's possible. Tom Brady so. can't do it, but. Whatever. I, I don't think he could do it either because he doesn't have the athletic um, <laughs> prowess of Mark Mariota to actually run yeah. actually in yeah. for the touchdown. And again, because but, there's a whole show about how amazing he is at 40, obviously we feel bad that Tom Brady is such non-athlete that he can't catch his own passes right. to go in for a touchdown. Right, right. I think he, I think he's okay. Mm -hmm. so, I think he's worked it out. <laughs> that's going to take me to the next question here. <laughs> All right. 
I've, I'm going to go on a little rant here because that's what I do. And right, I was one who really wanted to discuss this topic. I feel like this special should really be called Tom Saved by TB12. And while I enjoyed the docuseries, it does feel a bit like an infomercial for TB12. Despite no, not one time mentioning TB12 that I can actually recall. Of it totally course, is. Of course, I was not surprised by the, you know, the depth in which they are going into his treatment because this is obviously a large part of what he attributes to being able to be playing in his 40s, right? And perhaps it is not fair of me to call it slightly infomercial in nature as there has been so much narrative around Brady, the Patriots, Belichick, Alex Guerrero, players wanting slash not wanting to be treated uh, by him, that it's very likely that this is just the storyline that drew me in the most while watching this. They obviously cover family time. They cover some of his nutrition. They cover him watching tape. I loved all of his binders where he has these notes. And I love that he literally takes notes like a high schooler with writing down inspirational quotes that Belichick says. Although I'll mention it was the only time Belichick has been mentioned thus far in three episodes, which I find incredibly interesting. But you see he has all these notes. And there's a lot going on, but I was just so much more drawn to, I guess, the TB12 storyline here that, you know, I, and I think it's fair to say that Guerrero is perhaps in the series as much as any other person in Brady's life. And honestly, again, that makes sense. I'd say more. The of this I would document. say more. Yeah, it's more than Giselle, more than, I mean, you got Edelman is in here a little bit, but again, Guerrero is really in there. The whole, you way. know, I mean, I think this storyline is really at the heart of the series and is probably a slight casualty to the timing of the release of the series and the drama that has unfolded in regards to the whole Garoppolo, Belichick, Belichick craft, Belichick Brady drama that's going on here. Um, I don't know. What'd you think, Brandon? I don't know if you got to the, ep the last episode where it's where they go to Montana, right? To go to like Yellowstone Club. Yeah. And it's just him, Edelman, and Amendola plus Alex Guerrero and, and some other TB12 stuff. I mean, he's clearly in love with this guy. I, I, is this is this debatable? I mean, this no. is a, we can say that it's debatable <laughs> as to how much that's affecting the team and its performance and um, whether or not Bill Belichick is truly upset by any of this or what have you. That's debatable. But whether or not Alex Guerrero is like the guy is not debatable. This has been years in the making. I, I think that this uh, documentary is very accurate in that way. Um I thought it was very interesting and telling when Tom Brady is like, if you want to beat me, you have to give your life because that's what I've done. Um, he's just a very interesting character. I, I wonder what life after it makes me actually concerned about his life after football, to be honest with you, the obsession level. See, and maybe I'm not even remotely concerned about it. Actually, this oh, really, no, this affirms for me that he is already thinking of career planning outside of football because again as i said and again maybe unfair to state that this is to some extent a tb12 infomercial of nature did you know that you can buy tb12 like food plans just like hello fresh where they ship you the the meals did you know this there's tb12 products that just the average person can purchase as well as tb12 workout plans just like if you were to go do beach body you can go ahead and do tom brady's tb12 workouts with the resistance bands and such I mean, to me, I'm like, this is actually genius. What he's doing is he's in the last years of his life. He is sitting there showing how you can extend, in theory, based on his position. This was a great debate that my husband and I had because I loved the comment that Julian Edelman made where 
basically he was just getting ragged on because he was doing a bench press. And it's very obvious to me that when you're watching this, that Edelman and Amendola partake with Alex Guerrero, uh, Guerrero, excuse me, in the, a lot of the TV 12 practices. And at one point Edelman is just like, I do one b bench press on top of all the stuff you guys do. And I'm getting like ragged on here. He's like, I need strength at my position. You don't, I do. And then Guerrero's like, I'm not, I'm not against lifting weights. I don't know everything's I'm against lifting weights. It's just, and I'm just like, well, no, you clearly kind of are against lifting yeah, weights. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Tom Brady as a quarterback, you don't need strength in the way a linebacker might, the way that, you know, little tiny Julian Edelman or Amendola might when they're trying to like get hit off the line and be able to still, you know, play. Yeah. And so across, I thought that was uh, really interesting. Oof. And it made me think, okay, well, I know Edelman and Amendola, they're tight with Brady because they've been on the team for years, but why wasn't Brandon Cooks there? Maybe think, is it because Brandon Cooks isn't part of the Guerrero plan? So it'd be awkward to have him here at Yellowstone Club because he doesn't work out with him. Is this part of what bothers Belichick that certain players aren't maybe being worked with the same because they aren't subscribing to this program? Well, I think, first of all, reality TV is tough because you have to sign all sorts of waivers. You got to be live. You got to da da da. So it could be that Brandon Cooks' agent was like, no, no, no. He needs to get paid or no, no, no. We can't do this. So it, it could be very much out of his control. And it might be the same reason why Bill Belichick is not there too. Because imagine Bill Belichick being like, yeah, I want to be on a reality show that's off Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's so not Belichick's MO. But it did make me wonder, because I'm just like, well, it'd be really awkward to invite a receiver to this place with you if he isn't working in that program that you are. Because, I mean, so much of this series is showing all of the, you know, the stretching and the way they're working to elongate the muscles versus the shortened muscles. And a lot of it makes sense to me, as, as both of us having dance backgrounds, I should use that loosely, we were not professional dancers by any means, but we both dance and you know, like how dancing elongates your muscles and, and that's healthy and that's good for you. And there's things that are good. I understand the principle of it. <laughs> I was the Tom Brady of dance. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's a similar principle. And I, and I do say I can believe a lot of what he's saying, but it just makes me wonder. And it just, of course, in my head, I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, who wasn't invited for what reason? Is it really just you wanted just these two guys? What's the backstory here? It just made me, it gave me so much more questions that I was actually getting answers to while watching it as to the dynamics. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on this. And I, I think this is an incredibly interesting um, thing that we're going to see more of. And here's where this ties into fantasy. So before you guys think that we like went off on this like tangent here, it is incredibly important when there are these like reality TV shows, hard knocks, um, all or nothing, this TB12 documentary, which we're going to call Tim versus time, but we all know what Tom it really versus is. Time. Yeah. Tom versus time. <laughs> yeah. Tim. No, Tim's your husband. Okay. So anyway, Tom versus time on Facebook or whatever it may be. You do want to digest these things because they give you the little clues. Like, even though I just said maybe Brandon Cooks couldn't be on this show because of his PR person or whatever, maybe he still wasn't there. Okay. And then you think back at, at how the season unfolded, and maybe that was a sign. And is that going to change going into next season? Also, how does Tom Brady have a reality show when that's so not the Patriot way? 
So maybe that's more the core than Alice Guerrero. This is, is that, that, that maybe this is just a problem in general that that Belichick isn't as in control of each of these guys' uh, personas on a public level, whatever it may be. But I'll tell you something. One of the reasons I actually liked the Rams going into the season was watching that last episode of All or Nothing where they introduced Sean McVay, where they talked about the, the team changing, when they talked about drafting Cooper Cup and being obsessed with him. That's why I told you to take him in the 14th, 16th round, because I was like, listen, you're not going to get a guy that people are more excited about on their own team than Cooper Cup in those rounds. Now, did I say to take him in the fourth round? No, because I'm not a crazy person. But my point is, is that when you watch these shows, you do get little tidbits. And as we said, this Tom versus time is going to have more episodes coming out. You need to tune into these things. And this is the beginning of your research. Same with the playoffs, same with the Super Bowl. Even if you don't like the Eagles or the Patriots people, you have to tune in because you're going to see something there that you didn't see before. You're going to see a role. It's actually why we got into Paul Richardson because of his role in the Seattle uh, uh, playoff pushes, right? You could tell that when they were, came down to crunch time, he was kind of the big play guy. Health kept getting in the way, but we knew we had that potential because of the playoffs, not the regular season. And don't you think that we, we saw some little nuggets here and we're going to see more, Ashley? Oh, definitely. And that's what brought me to Gronk because, as you know, Gronk is a polarizing player for me correct not for you as much but for me no now, i always go in on gronk you do and i don't but i do i'm sorry he's the, the best again as you said nuggets get get some nuggets now this nugget was not on tom versus time but i'm just one of those crazy people that wikipedia stuff as i'm watching it. like i like to wikipedia end of movies while i'm watching the movie oh the crown i know more I, about the royal yeah. family while i was watching it, i was people. on wikipedia the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. and then i spent mm -hmm. like what is this really true is it not so of course i start googling and wikipedia because that's what i do and i found out that gronk is now also working with alex guerrero and is part of the tv 12 program other than he is still drinking alcohol. It's the one thing he couldn't give up. He is on board with Tom Brady's meal plan. He's on board with all the workouts and the massages and <laughs> such, but he won't give a booze. He won't do it. So they've Me had neither, to work Gronk. a plan for him. Happy yep, New Year, buddy. Plan for every alcoholic beverage he drink, he has to drink three glasses of water. This is the negotiation that was made. Now, I can I'm do not going to lie. Yeah, in theory, right? Yeah. I mean, I already drink a lot of beverages <laughs> i really do so here's my thing tying this back to fantasy i'm not gonna lie this changes my opinion on drafting him a little bit is i've pretty much always been a don't do it gal because for me he always goes in the first round and it's too high for me with historically the number of games that he misses now if you draft him and you have a get backup plan i'm okay with that um but for me it's always been too risky for me but what I will say is, again, he started this, I want to say, in July or August. He didn't play in week five due to a thigh injury, which was just the one week. But other than that, he played the entire season other than week 14. But that was due to a suspension when he had that really bad hit against uh, defensive back Tredavious White. Um, so that's unrelated, right? That's got nothing to do with it. So this was one of the healthier seasons he's had. And I'm like, you know what? I could maybe now get on board a bit more with Gronk because I do feel like this program seemed to help him a little bit. Welcome to the dark side, Ashley Williams. I may be on the dark side now, but again, nuggets <laughs> of information. Nuggets that we get from crazy little Facebook, Facebook watch videos. So 
Well, and maybe that's what say. we should do this year. Maybe we should put a little hard knocks and all for all or nothing kind of talk into some of our preseason shows because I did learn a lot. That's also why I was out on all the Tampa Bay Bucks. I well, saw no discipline. It, it I works saw negatively too here. That's right. And people always get particularly hard knocks. We call it the hard knocks bump, which I'm sure a bunch of people do. It's just because when you see that exposure, you get excited, right? Because of course they're always going to talk these players up. But when and you actually look. With an analytical yeah. eye, you're just like, no, he's still missing a lot of passes. Wow, him and Mike Evans still don't have great chemistry here. Oh, wow, look, Deshaun Jackson really is not being incorporated the way he should be. He's upset about it. Like These are things that lead to the chemistry of the team and are tidbits, as Brand said, that may dissuade you one way or the other versus a player. So maybe we should incorporate some of that a bit more in the preseason. And it's not narrative if it's actually happening and real. Narrative yeah. street is like, oh, it's a revenge game. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this sometimes works in their benefit or not. That's kind of the where it gets a bad rep. But if you're actually watching those shows, they show a lot of tape. So you actually do get a lot more than you think. Uh, so, okay, we're going to cover, uh, again, that big story that happened, which was the Alex Smith trade. Before we get to the Super Bowl, you guys. So um, Alex Smith reached a four-year contract extension with Washington. Um, yes, that was Washington that I said. The trade went down. Uh, this is in addition to the one year that he already uh, had. So that means he's actually committed for five years to Washington, which is just insane to me. It's rumored that he's going to make between uh, there's going to make about ninety four million dollars, seventy one million in guaranteed. And again, all that Washington gave up was a third round draft pick and Kendall Fuller, who, again, as Ashley said, found out via like, I don't know what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, I, Twitter. I, I don't know why people do that. It's so disrespectful. Just be nice and say, oh, sorry. Hey, we're trading you. Yeah, people are such jerks. Anyway, this is nuts because Kirk Cousins is now on the move. And, and let's let's actually start there. So, Ashley, Kirk Cousins may be one of the best quarterbacks in terms of health and age to hit free agency in a really long time. I mean, maybe that I can remember, to be entirely frank here. Um, what do you personally think is going to happen to him Uh now, obviously, we want him to be a Bronco, um, and I'm going to say this. I, I do want to say this to everybody. Uh, just today, Von Miller was in Minneapolis at the Super Bowl doing all the PR stuff, and he said, quote, we need Kirk. I would like to have Kirk. Kirk would take us over the edge. Uh, we hear you, Von. We also mm -hmm. saw the tape of yeah. the quarterbacks in Denver. Uh, but Ashley, you know, we're going to try to not be selfish here, but I still think if you're in a weird league where you have to make decisions now, I'm still in on Kirk Cousins uh, it, from the dynasty perspective and all this other stuff. But Ashley, what do you think is just long term and short term is going to happen? I think it's anyone's anyone's guess. I mean, mm -hmm. again, I would like to say the Broncos. I think the Broncos would be a desirable place for him in terms of something that he may want. Right. And I think yeah. this is this is actually where Elway has a strength because I've been pretty down on Elway, particularly when it comes to the draft the last few years. But free agency and wooing, I don't want to say older quarterbacks because he's not older, but he's certainly a mature, sought after quarterback. I think Elway's pretty good at that. And I think there's an appeal there. And I think that there's yeah. a strong enough supporting cast to warrant it. I know um the jets have been discussed just because um they're the supposedly gonna make a big some, push yeah and yeah. shanahan kind of connections there and similar play but i don't know if that's as appealing it is a big market so when you look at players like Kirk cousins you got sponsorship opportunities places like new york are desirable 
Um, so I don't know. I mean, of course there was talk about the Jags. Uh, but the and I'm like, Broncos, don't even let me go there uh, with the Jags. And no, of course, Blake Bortles is their yeah, quarterback now. But my thing is, I think the Denver Broncos, though, are a visible enough organization to be incredibly competitive with the New York market. Because to be honest with you, the New York market for football is the Giants. I mean, we can talk about the Jets, but it's really kind of hokey. <coughs> Uh, I, I live here. Uh, my husband's a Jets fan. This is no offense to Jets fans. I, I love you, Jets. I go to the games. I'm a big fan. Um, not as big as my husband, obviously, but I enjoy the Jets. My point is, is that I believe that the Broncos are that level in terms of notoriety, though. So I, I don't know if I would take that away from the Broncos in this particular case. No, but I don't no, think he'd go to the Cardinals. I don't think he'd go right? to the Cardinals. I think because Larry Fitzgerald is, well, you know. Well, we love Larry David Johnson, but I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of other, in my opinion, elements. You've got you got DT Sanders, you've got um, Anderson. A Denver's a desirable place. If you look at a lot of quarterbacks, it's desirable. I mean, Peyton Manning still lives in Denver, and that's shocking to me because there is no reason for him to still be living in Denver. I mean, there's no reason between where his family lives, between sports franchises that they own in different states they still live here because it's just a desirable place and so again i do think and john elway is kirk you know, just had a baby he's looking for a desirable place for his family and i think they're really good at playing that so i do actually think not just because i'm a broncos fan that the broncos may actually be where he lands i mean we were saying it all year long that that's what we wanted i mean for me my biggest thought was what is kirk cousins thinking with this trade because Alex Smith, I think, is going to average in terms of guaranteed money, $23.6 I want to say, a year. And if you remember the hoopla of what they wouldn't pay Kirk Cousins, right? And it's like, I'm sure he's incredibly happy. He's like, peace, I'm out. I finally get to hit free agency. You can't, you're not going to franchise tag me again. But you got to be wondering just what part of him is just kind of like, are you serious? Are you serious? You know, and I love Alex Smith. And I'll we'll talk about him in a second here about how I do. I Some people are really down on this, but... I just, my immediate thought was, what in the world is Kirk Cousins thinking right now? Well, I think that he is the one in control. I'm going to say this. I believe that Washington knew Kirk Cousins was going to say, you can take your franchise tag and whatever and go walk. 100%. They knew there was no chance he was going to stay with them, and they had to act fast. And they knew that Alex Smith was the best quarterback to realistically hit free agency. Because even though, yeah, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo hits free agency, uh, but he's not really a free agent. You guys, San Francisco is going to pay him whatever he wants, and he earned it with being undefeated and having and bringing that team up by their bootstraps. So, like, he's going to be just fine. He'll be in San Francisco. Uh, which, by the way, we have some great listeners that are watching live on YouTube, and we want to let everyone that's listening to this on a podcast know. Scott Brooks, one of our favorite AZ fan over here, uh, he said, what's the deal with Colin Cowherd saying uh, that Cousins and the Broncos are close to a deal? He's the only person I've heard this from, FYI. Well, you know, that's, again, media, we're sending mixed signals to media people. Should you talk out of turn or not? And he's obviously talking out of turn. But, hey, we're cheering for it, so we're all down. Down. Bob Zelenka. Zelenka. Sorry. I'm so bad, Bob. Sorry. Uh, Denver wants him bad. They wanted Alex Smith, but KC wouldn't deal him within the division. Yeah, there was no way that was going to happen. There's no way. Um, I want Alex Smith, to be honest with you, because I could have yeah. gotten for less money. Less? And well, then, then we don't know. He, he just got $91 million in a four-year extension, so I don't know. You know what? what? Good gotten. for him. That man has gotten no respect, and to be able to pull in a paycheck like that with $71 million, what's like the third largest guaranteed cash ever to a quarterback? Good for you, Alex Smith. For how you have been just beeped on in your career, 
good for you. Get hey, your money. Get he's yours. A veteran, get yours. He's a great locker room guy. You get a lot yeah. from Alex Smith. He's coming off a career year, which, by the way, the fact that Derek Carr was in the Pro Bowl, I can't even get into right now. I'm not even going to talk about the Pro Bowl yet. Um, Jimmy G will benefit from Alex Smith's contract, as Don Osborne says, and Cousins is the next quarterback QB, he yep. says as well. But then our New York Jet girl, who I love, uh, says, please, oh, please, oh, please, meaning Cousins to the Jets. Listen, everyone wants him because he's the best right now that's available. Um, it's going to be tough, tough times. But I do want to say thank you to the uh, sponsor of this week's Her Fantasy Football. It is HelloFresh. They are the yummiest of sponsors, actually. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you go to HelloFresh.com and you enter the promo code HerFFB30. Go and do it because it's amazing. We're obsessed with them, frankly. Now, it's super convenient. Uh, the selection is phenomenal. There are flexible plans, simple yet notable recipes uh, that actually your whole family can enjoy. And in my case, my family is my husband and me. And in my sister Courtney's case, it's her husband and her two kids. And you guys, there are plans for everyone. They have the classic plan, the veggie plan, and the family plan. Okay. And everything is chef curated. And my favorite part, is that it takes away the need for a meal plan and the grocery list and grocery shopping and everything else. And you get to try new things, become a better cook, do all the things that you want to do. Now, the classic plan has a variety of meat, fish, uh, and you know, seasonal produce. The veggie plan has, has plant-based proteins, grains, also seasonal produce, obviously. Uh, the family meals are made with everyone in mind, so that's awesome if you have kids. Now, you choose the delivery date that works best for you. You can pause it if you go on vacation or whatever it may be. Everything's pre-measured, super handy meal kits, delivery to your door, all the good stuff. And um, I especially love the one pot recipes. We had a delicious shrimp lo mein the other night that was out of this world. Mm. And just yesterday, I'm all the seafood ones look so good. And I wish I could do them, but I can't. I know your husband's allergic, but see, if you, if you don't, they're allergic, you can pick the other plans that don't have fish. It's That's amazing. True. It's so yep. customizable. We made, which you guys would love this. Barbecue pulled pork sandwiches, which had this delicious slaw. And I'm not a big slaw person, but you should put it on the burger and then you can also have some extra on the side. It was amazing and it took like 20 minutes to make. Unreal. And by the way, they put the calories, they put the amount of time that it takes, then all these directions. I'm showing everyone here on video. You guys, it's amazing. So again, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you need to visit HelloFresh.com and use the promo code HerFFB30. Again, HelloFresh.com, promo code HerFFB30. Get $30 off and you will be so happy you did because yum. But let's get back to this trade, shall we? Yeah, we yes. shall. Let's talk about Alex Smith. So now he's in Washington. Here's my problem with Washington. Actually, they have a decent off offensive line if anyone was healthy. But unfortunately, their entire offensive line was hurt all season, which killed Kirk Cousins. It was just really unfortunate he couldn't get anything done. My problem is they don't have any weapons, and they don't have a running back. Mm -hmm. They do have Jameson Crowder. They have Jordan Reed, but do they really? So are you no. concerned about Alex Smith? But the good news is that he'll still be cheap, so he's still our late-round quarterback guy, right? Absolutely. I mean, I've always believed in Alex Smith. You know this. I've gotten into many a family argument with my brother-in-law over Alex Smith many, many years ago. <laughs> when he thought that and, uh, uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick was a better quarterback than Alex Smith. Now, still probably debatable, but not anymore because one's not in the National Football League. So, Well, here has always been my argument, and I we think this year proved me right. It's not that Alex Smith is not capable. It's 
people, it's what the offensive coordinators, they put him into a little box and they don't have him do anything outside that. And this year oh. when we, when, you know, offensive coordinator in terms of play calling, when that switched over off of Andy Reed, we saw that. Alex Smith can throw the deep ball. Like I saw some tweets about like, uh, Josh Doxson, this kills his value. I'm like, not necessarily as long as the play caller doesn't put him in the box. I think we're fine. And yeah. Alex Smith, by the way, is also much better on his feet than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins isn't bad, but Alex Smith is really quite good. And it's funny that you sit there. It depends on each stats. You may sit there and say, oh, Kirk Cousins is so much better. Well, not necessarily. When you look how they did last year, fantasy points, Alex Smith ranked higher than um, Kirk Cousins. You've got completions. They were near the six off, 347 versus 341 for Alex Smith. But Kirk Cousins had 540 attempts versus just 505 for Alex Smith. The completion percentage was 67.5 for Alex Smith versus 64.3, had virtually the same yards. But when you look at the rush attempts, uh, Kirk Cousins rushed 49 times versus Smith 60, but Alex Smith had 355 yards versus 179 yards, more yards per attempt. I mean, they're both good quarterbacks, and people just like to sit there and just rag on Alex Smith, but I think he's a really good addition to this team. I do. I think again, Jordan Reed. I mean, he's one of my guys. Is definitely at bare on minimum is lateral. At bare minimum, bare minimum is a lateral, lateral move. Bare and, minimum. And here's my thing about Alex Smith in in the playoff game where he actually uh, was very responsible for the 21 points that that team put up in the first half of the game, and then they decided to play prevent mm -hmm. defense and prevent offense, which made no sense whatsoever when they were killing the Titans. We'll get more into that next week when we cover all of the playoff uh, ramifications of the Super Bowl. You guys, we are going to cover that on Wednesday of next week. But um, <laughs> Alex Smith was doing A-OK. -okay, and in fact, Alex Smith was the fastest person on the team, almost 19 miles per hour, and only one mile per hour less than Derrick Henry, who was the fastest player on the Titans team. And by the way, Alex Smith is like my age, and we're not young. So we're talking about a guy who's of age, uh, running around, getting things done. I, I think that's under us. I think people underestimate that. Absolutely, Ashley. I completely agree with you. Now, how do we feel about Patrick Mahomes taking over? Now, I feel bad. I feel like we can't really assess him because he only played in one game. It was week 17. He was surrounded by the backup players. Uh, you know, it wasn't impressive. Obviously, it was only 22 of 35 for 284 yards and an interception. Um, and I, I get that, but like, obviously he didn't have a chance. He was playing against the Broncos in Denver with all backups around him. Um, but clearly this organization loves him, but here at her fantasy football, we let other people take hype players and he'll definitely be that guy. So we're going to tell you no on him, but how do we feel about everyone else with him there? Cause that's, what's actually important from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. You know, this definitely doesn't change my thoughts on hunt. If anything, I like him more with Mahomes behind center. Um, Kelsey and Hill, in my opinion, they're just too explosive to be Take hampered more. by essentially yeah. a rookie playing, right? In terms of him, mean, he played Mahomes played one game, but like next year really is gonna be his rookie starting season where he is actually starting in the league. Now, I wasn't all that impressed by Mahomes. Honestly, I think his stats are better than what the play I saw. Um, but I also think it's unfair to assess him, like you said, on that one game at yeah. the end of the season against Denver when he had very little time to develop chemistry with the players around him. It was just kind of a, a weird situation in general. I think he's going to be fine. Is he going to be amazing? No. But I put him into the hype of probably Marcus Mariota. 
Yes. Am I drafting him? Absolutely not. I'm not drafting him. But I don't. I think between Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey, you're fine with all of them. There's just no way that you can ignore them, and I wouldn't downgrade them because of Mahomes. Yeah. So that's that trade. I did want to tell you that Roger Goodell announced that it's going to be the Rams versus the Chiefs uh, in Mexico City. Uh, that's what he announced uh, in his press conference for the Super Bowl. I find this to be a really bizarre timing of announcement of things that no one cares about. Um, Ashley, any uh, initial thoughts about that? What a complete waste of an announcement. I mean, seriously, like who cares about that? Especially this week. Especially when Tom versus Time is on. Why? Why you got to watch time versus time instead? Because <laughs> the guy's forty and still getting it done. Listen, I have I have mad respect for someone who's forty years old and can still be at the top of the game yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a moron, um, but the videos are weird. I'm not gonna lie. Um, also, uh, the good news is that these Mexico City games tend to be very high scoring frankly, from a fantasy perspective. So uh, Todd Gurley, who's probably going to be the number one pick of the 2018 fantasy football draft, he'll benefit. So will the rest of the team. Sean McVay is obviously a very good coach. They're going to be fine. Um, for Kansas City, sure, whatever. But I, I, I will say playing in altitude, it seems to be, um, especially towards the end of the game, because the defenses get winded, usually some pretty high-scoring games. Uh, now, uh, here's some fun stuff. Uh, Johnny Menzel can't even get a contract done in the CFL, which I love. And then Vince McMahon announced that the failed XFL is coming back. I hope this doesn't affect our lives too much. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, her fantasy football probably isn't going to cover XFL. Um, no. Their whole, all of their marketing stuff is about how they um, are going to make the players stand for the anthem. They're not going to have their racy cheerleaders or that icky camera that was in the cheerleader dressing room anymore. Um, and they're going to make sure that no, no one has any um, uh, legal issues or rest records or I don't know. They're trying to be like the squeaky clean family version, but they're the XFL. So does this not make sense to you? No, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think Johnny Manziel like tweeted at them or made some comment about yes, this announcement. And I'm like, Johnny, you don't qualify. You have had arrest records. Like, you don't qualify for this XFL even. Carry on. You can't join, according to at least if this upholds, right? I mean, who knows? Again, nothing we're going to be covering. Well, before we get into the Fantasy Alarm prop bet questions, which again, go to FantasyAlarm.com right now. Sign up for the site and play this game. If you get first place, you get $500. Howard Bender is my uh, partner in crime over at FantasyAlarm.com. And here at Her Fantasy Football, we don't personally have a contest. So... Um, uh, where you can win any money or anything, but uh, we will put some fun questions up there that you can maybe print out and play at your Super Bowl games because this is what it's all about. And I know that you can't really play fantasy because it's only two teams, and I get that. But listen, you guys, this is fun. This is the Super Bowl. It's still football, and I actually love the playoffs and the Super Bowl because as a fantasy analyst, I get to be a fan again as opposed to analyzing the games all the time. And so uh, for mm -hmm. me, it's really fun. And we're going to go through some questions here that are really wacky. And if you have any comments on YouTube uh, and you want to tell us who your picks are live right now, that's awesome. Otherwise, if you're listening to this after the fact as a podcast, you could totally tweet us at HerFantasyFB. We want to hear who you think is going to win each of these little categories because it's fun. It's like, I mean, whatever. It's a Super Bowl. We're not playing real fantasy. But listen, again, watch for research, and this is important. Um, and it's only important, though, until the XFL, I guess, takes over the country because I guess that's what's next. 
yes. right? Yeah. Naturally. Okay. Anyway, it's the um, only resolution there. <laughs> I just giggle because I'm like XFL, and you're being the clean guys. I doesn't. I thought the X was like X. Anyway. Moving on from that horrible conversation. Okay. Uh, so these are some of the proper questions that are over at fantasylearn.com. We also have ones here that I'm going to throw in from uh, the Washington Post, which you can go and they have actually a printable ballot, and that's kind of fun. Um, so one of the questions that's really popular um, that, that isn't up here at the top, but everyone talks about the Star Spangled Banner. It's going to be Pink who sings it, which I'm really excited. I love Pink. I think she's a great artist. Also, cool person. It says, how long will it take Pink to sing the national anthem? Two minutes or less or 2.01 minutes or more? Now, to be fair, I want to tell you guys, four out of the last five have gone over the 180-second mark. Um, but before that, it was 80% was under. So, Ashley, Pink's a little straightforward. Do you think she's going to sing it straight? Or do you think she's going to slow down the tempo maybe? A lot of people think she'll slow the tempo but not necessarily flourish. What do you think? I think she will be under two minutes. I think she is a purist. Yeah. I think I like that too. I think she's going to be just under. Yeah, like very, very close. But I think she's a purist. I don't think she's going to have a lot of flourish. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, the only reason Lady Gaga went over, she barely went over, is because she held out that one note really long. Um, but other than that, she was also a purist, which a lot of people were surprised by, but not if you actually know Lady Gaga's uh, inspirations, which are things like Tony Bennett and the classics. So I think Pink is very similar yeah. in that way. Uh, who's going to win the coin toss? As in, is it going to be heads or tails, Ashley? I vote tails. You know, it's interesting. 80% of bets come in for heads, which I find bizarre. Yeah. I would. I always pick tails. Do you? I do. I, I think I always pick tails. I don't know if I always have one, but I feel like whenever I've done a bet, it always lands tails. Interesting. I, so I, could we just make it in my head? This has nothing to do with football acumen, anyone, but we just are personally telling you that we like tails and that everyone else like heads. So um, if this is a tournament setting, like in uh, DFS, you would go with tails because it's less likely that people are going to pick that. All right. So which team's offense will get the ball first, Ashley? Eagles or Patriots? Really well. Okay, so here's the thing. If the Patriots win the coin toss, they're going to defer because that's defer. what they always do. Yeah. But I think – and Howard said this actually on Fantasy Alarm. Again, we're giving major props over here to Fantasy Alarm because that was what inspired part of the show. I uh, – you know, uh, Howard was saying that he thinks Philly might want to receive to get on the board first to try to, like, kind of shake it up a little. Um, what do you think? I could see that. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get behind the Patriots, right? And I think that Philly needs to score first, to be honest yeah. with you. So okay. um, I could see that. First of all, I should just say, I'm sure it's going to be one of the things here. I think Philly is going to win the Super Bowl. It might really? be wishful thinking. I do. Okay. I do. So I'm probably going to be answering a lot of these questions with the mindset that I believe Philly is going to be winning this game. I like this. Okay. Okay. I, I I'm don't. taking all precautions okay. for this as well because my friend Chris has invited me over to his house and I go, I just can't go because I seem to be your lucky charm every time we watch a Super Bowl together, the Patriots win, even when they shouldn't win, when it's against the Falcons or against right. the Seahawks and crazy stuff happens. Every time I watch it with you, they win. So I just, I can't watch it with you this year. I can't take that chance. So um, 
the saddest Super Bowl story of all time is that Ashley put together these pickle shots when the Broncos played <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl because the Broncos were the most scoring offense like of all time that year, right? Yeah. So she was she had this big thing of pickle shots Huge. for Huge. every time that they scored a touchdown, the whole party was going to take a shot. Now you would think that oh she would get rid of them, but as we know, it didn't work out. No, I had um, that pickle juice for, for months. six months. Six That's months. It just, it just sat on my count on my um, counter, and me and my two roommates would basically just have a pickle shot every day to try to like kill this pickle shot. I mean, I made one oh, of those huge yeah. things you have at parties, the massive things that you put lemonade or tea in. I was full, and I had to like ferment these pickles for weeks to get it with the vodka because it's vodka. It's basically pickle infused vodka. It sounds gross. It's actually really delicious. It took me so long to get rid of those pickle shots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff Groton, one of our uh, listeners here on YouTube just said, you can't give Tom and Bill the ball after a long halftime to game plan. You just can't. Can't do it. I and I, so, so, so what he's saying is he doesn't think Philly will defer. I, I kind of agree, but I also feel like I don't like the Patriots defense after a long halftime either. They're so much better. Their defense no, is so much better after halftime than it is in the first half. They are, but I do agree. I mean, I don't think there's a better team at um, recalculating at halftime no, as the Patriots. Not, no, there's, there's just not. It's not even like there's an not. opinion, really. So, yeah, yeah. The biggest, I mean, the way to beat the Patriots is through clock management. It's, it's virtually the only way to really beat them. That's where Atlanta went wrong, um, was just really poor. Poor and you can never go into prevent it. defense. You can't. You, you can't do it. Into prevent defense against Patriots, it's over. You can't do it. And so because that's what I, the Jags did too. That's what the Jags. But did. I think to, uh, you also have to get score first because you need your team. And this team can sit there and say all day long that they're confident. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Give me a break. You know you're playing the Patriots, who have won what like five Super Bowls in the last like sixteen years. I mean, like they have just been dominating. Yeah. The only team they lose to really is the Giants. Same same division, though. So I feel good about that, too. It's another reason why I'm digging the Eagles. But I just, I, you know, I no, you you can't you can't do it. So I think, I think Jim Schwartz is a really good defensive You yeah. mentally yeah. have to get your team engaged yeah. immediately. So the next question is, which team scores first? Eagles, Patriots? Eagles. Yeah. I think the Pats almost let people score first to get their confidence up so they can squash them. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe mental. Uh, <laughs> uh, how will the first points be scored? Kickoff return touchdown, defensive touchdown, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, field goal, or safety? It won't be a safety because that's just for Peyton Manning against the Seahawks. Uh, but how will the first points be scored, Ashley? I'm going to say receiving touchdown. I like you? it. Yeah, do you think it's Alshon Jeffrey or do you think it's uh, Zach Ertz? Which score is going to play an offensive I think it's Alshon numbers? Jeffrey. Alshon, okay. Oh, which, which player? Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think because they're going to sit there and try to make Nick Foles beat them. And I think that they are going to want to come out and say, okay, yeah, we'll beat you then. Yeah, well, that's what the Vikings did too. Well, I don't know what the Vikings did actually. They just didn't show up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think they're going to say, we don't think Nick Foles is going to have two 300 plus yard, three plus touchdown games in a row. So we're just mm -hmm. going to, 
let you do that, but we're not going to let you run. Um, I, I agree with that. I think that's a smart move. I think Zach Ertz gets involved early. Um, I do think that there's a possibility to do something tricky with Trey Burton or Nelson Aguilar um, or even Torrey Smith. But the problem is Torrey Smith drops too many balls. I'm not going to put anything on him. I, but, I think it's um, a big play. I think it's a 30-plus yard t- uh Touchdown. Then it's going to be Alshon, yeah. What do you think if it's going to be the Patriots, though? Let's say someone's trying to get a little saucy. I think a lot of people do think the Eagles are going to score first, even if they think the Patriots are going to win. But I don't think a lot of people think the Patriots are going to score first. If they were, who would it be? I'm going to say James White. James White apparently only shows up. That's all he does, yeah. That's all he shows up as in playoffs. So I'm going to say James White. Yeah, I I completely uh, agree with that. I think it's James White or Amendola, and we don't ever use them for fantasy. So this is the opposite of why you watch the Super Bowl is the Patriots. So you're only watching for the Eagles for fantasy uh, purposes because <laughs> uh, the Patriots are so crazy. All right, which running back gets the first rushing attempt? I find this intriguing because LeGarrette Blunt is technically in a revenge game, right? Um, and I do think that they're going to try to get him involved, but I don't know if they'll do it right out of the gates. If you think Philly's getting the ball first, do you think it's going to be a Jai per use, even though he did have that fumble earlier in the playoffs? I mean, I think they'll probably do a per use, right? I think it will probably be a per use where it will be JJ. But I do think Blunt plays a big role in this because I do think Blunt kind of wanted to stick it to them. And, well, I mean, how amazing would it be if you're running back who wins a back-to-back Super Bowls on different Super Bowl, teams? Two for teams. I don't think yeah. that's ever and, happened. And it's, it's, that's it's, very, it's very possible. And and Blunt yeah. is also a guy that really steps up in the playoffs too. So I think, you know, I was kicking myself because I was trying to decide um, in our Series XM playoff um, playoff that we were doing for the playoff series. I went with Corey Clement instead of Blunt. And I was like, because I was saving Ajayi for later. And I'm like, oh, I should have done Blunt. I should have done Blunt. But I thought I was waiting to save it for the Patriots. So I was like, no, I'm going to go Clement. who did end up doing nothing. But I do think Blunt has a larger role in this game. If the, if the Patriots get the ball first, do you think they keep it classic with Deion Lewis? And yes. Throw in some Rex Burkett? Okay. I think they keep classic it. Classic with Deion Lewis. Yeah, I do too. For the first touch, right? Yeah. First touch. First touch. Not first score. First touch. Um, okay. Which wide receiver or tight end catches a pass first? If you think the Eagles are getting the ball first, Ashley, let's start with them. Um, Zach Gertz, probably. You think so? I do think, I do, yeah, because I think that he's just kind of a safety blanket, period. He was a safety blanket for Carson Wentz. I think he's a safety blanket of nature for Nick Foles. I will say Nick Foles spread around to more teammates than Carson Wentz usually does, which was interesting in that Vikings game. So I think there's a possibility Trey Burton gets involved this game. I I, think so too. And and Brent's like, and Torrey Smith, Torrey Smith seemed to have a pretty decent connection with Nick Foles. I thought that was interesting, but I think they'll stick pretty classic uh, just to kind of calm the nerves and go with Zach Ertz. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I I think um, we were talking a little bit about the, the, running back thing. I think people are getting a little cute with Rex Burkhead because in the game, they almost didn't go to the Super Bowl because Rex Burkhead ran into Tom Brady. So a lot of people think he's going to be kind of written out of the game plan. Um, and that maybe it'd be cute to start with him as a surprise thing. I think that is a possibility. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to try to get too cute immediately. I think later is when they kind of pull out maybe the the Trey Burton card, the Corey Clement book. Bo- 
card, you know, just kind of, you know, to get a little cute. I think they're going to have to get cute to play against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. At some <laughs> point, they're going to do an onside kick or they're going to do something, uh, a two-point conversion or something funky town. I think that's what you have to do. I think you have to take risks. Otherwise, at the end, if you're conservative, they roast you. We've seen it over and over and over again. So, well, and I think it's in the nature of the Eagles as an organization. So I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But what I will say is, is that there is something to be said about the fact that Patriots have done this time in time out mm-hmm. and the Eagles have not been the Super Bowl since well, like 1960 or something like that. I want to say. So I think that there needs to be, and there's a lot of hype around this day. You know, I mean, there's so much media that happens beforehand that they yeah. are really going to need. I think I agree. I think they're good. They're going to have some, kind of wackadoodle plays and I hope they do I think they're necessary but I think they're going to come out to really just try to take a breath settle in and then start to execute the plan sorry I pushed a mute there uh yeah no I agree if if the uh Patriots get the ball first though who do you think will catch the first pass Mm. Amendola between him and Gronk. I'm yeah. Dola. What happened to Chris Hogan? Right? Mm. Bad. Mm. Well, he, he wasn't in Yellowstone Club. That's what happened to Chris Hogan. See? There you go. Tom versus time. It comes back. Comes back. back. He's coming back. Uh, which quarterback throws the first interception? Foles or Brady? I think this might be a trick question. I don't think either of them throw an interception this game. Ooh, I like that. Um, I think Tom Brady actually throws an interception. I think this Eagles defense is really good. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, Jeff Grunton says first pass attempt thrown by Edelman. What are my odds? (laughs) 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 That's funny. Uh, which team scores last in the first half? Now here's the trick question though, because the second question to this fantasy alarm crop bets is which team has possession of the ball at the end of the next half, the classic Patriots move. I said this on the show with, uh, Howard as well, um, is to score before the end of the first half, but you still kick off to the other team. So if you think that that's going to happen, if the classic, Patriots move is going to happen. These are two separate things. You think the Patriots score and then the Eagles end the possession. But Ashley, you think the Eagles are going to win. So do you think maybe the Pats don't have a chance at that? Do you think maybe the Eagles, do you think maybe for the Eagles to win, they need to be the ones to score the points at the end and to kick off to the Patriots before the end of the half and that Tom Brady takes an eight? I, I honestly don't know if it matters. I think the Patriots will score at the end of the half because that's just what the Patriots do. I think it's part of the mind games that they play, even if they're behind, right? You could be 20 points. The Eagles be 20 points ahead. If the Patriots score going into the half, there is always that the comeback is happening. The comeback started. And that's what they do. It's that mental warfare is what they do. So I think they always are going to want to sit there and try to score at the end of the game. I don't really see a scenario where they're taking a knee because that's part of their game plans, part of their strategy and it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. I like it. Um, now what team scores last in the game? I think it's whoever you think is going to win. That's that would be my suggestion. If you were, if you're putting together a prop bet list and you are talk and you are working from the, the place that Ashley is that you think the Eagles are going to win. I think the Eagles should be the last ones to score. Do you think so, Ash? I agree. I think that if you're coming from the Patriots, though, I think you just say, yeah, Tom Brady just starts killing people. Um, and that's what I'd say. Will there be an onside kick, Ashley? 
Yes, but I think it will be like one of those random ones in like the second quarter kind of a thing. Yeah, right? Like starting the half with an onside kick like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think someone's going to get cute in this for sure. Uh, Will there be a successful two-point conversion? These are teams that, you know. Mm, I'm going to say no. Because I think this is going to be something that comes down to like three points. And I think it's going to be played pretty true. And it's going to come down to like a field goal. Total number of touchdowns thrown. Um, I think I said five in the last one. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I yeah, I was. I could say, even see seven. I was gonna say, say seven, seven actually. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think this is a high scoring game. Neither because here's the thing: uh, the Patriots defense doesn't scare me, um, and the Eagles defense does scare me. But the Patriots always seem to score a lot of points. If they can score forty points on the Jags, I think that they're going to be fine against the Eagles. I'm actually going to say six because this is thrown. So six, but I do agree with you. I think I like this is also a high scoring game. True. It did say thrown. You're right. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's more like five or six. Right. But I think this can be a very high scoring game. Um, who will have more rushing yards? Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, LeGarrette Blunt, Nick Foles. I love that the quarterbacks are part of this question. Mm-hmm. Deion Lewis, James White, uh, Tom Brady or Rex Burkhead. I mean, if if Nick Foles or Tom Brady have, I was like definitely not Tom to Brady. Them, I mean, it's... or Nick Foles, they're like not burners. Okay, you can <laughs> no. take, you can rule those out. Dear Lord, could you imagine? Oh, I mighty. feel like it's hmm. gonna be. I'm gonna say Dion Lewis, but I don't think he'll have the most points. I don't think he necessarily scores, but I think because we're talking just pure rushing yards, I'm gonna say Dion Lewis. Well, again, go to fancythem.com, play this game. But Howard Bender said Jay Ajayi. I think that's possible. That was my second choice was Ajayi. Yeah. It was Ajayi and Lewis. I think Blunt actually scores the touchdowns. I think James White scores the touchdowns. Right. I can see actually Burkhead getting in for one touchdown. But I think your ground and pound, just literal straight yardage, is is your Deion Lewis and your Ajayi. I believe the Patriots win. Lewis has over 100 yards. I think that's fair. But the Eagles have really tough run defense, so that would be very difficult. So maybe that's why you don't think that. Um, What I love here, Jeff Gronin says, uh, why not Aguilar with a crazy uh, 70-yard end around run? That's very true, Jeff. That could very much happen. happen. But but he's not on the list, so he does not count. Uh, Who will have the most receiving yards? Pick a Patriot or an Eagle. And that includes the tight ends. I, I think that... Um, it's Rob Gronkowski. Say Gronk or Cooks, but probably Gronk. Gronk back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- uh, most fantasy points in PPR, Gronk or Ertz? Hmm. I'm gonna say Ertz. You think it's gonna be the touchdown guy? They do like yeah. their tight ends in the end zone. I do agree with that. I I, yeah. I think I'd still go. I'm Gronk, a little nervous about Bur- I'm a little nervous about Burton taking stealing yeah. him, but um, yeah. I just think that it's gonna be a situation with they're even like close to the end zone. It's it's just white. You're taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Patriots for winning. Does the winning team cover the spread? Right now, it's a four and a half point spread. Do you think that um, the Patriots can beat? them by five you don't even think the Patriots are gonna win so there you go um so the answer is no uh over under for the final score of 48 I think over we both think it's a high scoring game at 48 I think it's over 
Yeah, I, I think they're going to be in the 30s and 40s, both of these teams. Who wins the Super Bowl MVP? If it's Nick Foles. How how bitter would Carson Wentz be? Oh, man. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know. He wouldn't be. I'd be bitter. I'd be, I, say, you know, I say give happy, it to Stephen Goskowski. Let's do this. Um, I think... I mean, it, it would have to be, right? I, I think it's going to be Tom Brady again, but if he wins, it's for sure Tom Brady. There's no way they don't give it to Tom Brady. If the Eagles win... They might win, give it to Gronk. They might give it to Gronk. Maybe, but I, I think... I don't know. I feel like the Eagles have a really strong defense, and they're going to be able to contain Gronk. I do. I think Gronk still does well, but I think they're going to be able to contain Gronk. For who would win, I, I'm torn because I do think that there's a chance that Blunt like runs in three touchdowns. That I could see something like that happening. I think it's really, you know, I just, I don't, I know it sounds terrible, but I just don't foresee the respect to give Foles an MVP, regardless of what happens in that game. Do you think it would be Zach Ertz? Could be. Or if there's a, a defensive play. Um, which, which is PS, very likely Zachary's wife is playing professional soccer. And there were yep. people online who were like, I can't believe she missed his game. I'm like, he can, she's a, yeah, professional, she's athlete. a professional athlete. Yeah. I think she was rated like the best soccer player last year as well. So people are so pump your brakes, pump your brakes. <laughs> I can't um, believe yeah, she wasn't there. Really arts college sweethearts. Um, I don't know. I think it could be a, 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 a blunt. As a nice little jab, yeah, if they fun. win, as, you, as part sassy. of as part of the uh, revenge game, I think yeah, it, it probably, probably won't happen. I just can't see Nick Foles getting that. Now we're going to do the fun questions. This is nothing to do with football acumen, but we are we did give you the football info. But this is fun, and we're going to bang, bang, bang to get through this entertainment question. What color will Pink's hair be when she sings a national anthem? Blonde. I think so too. Although I think she is, she is from Philly, I believe. I think she could have that green, which could be fun. Something, but um, that would still count as blonde though. In the fantasy alarm contest, I already asked the rules of Howard Bender because I'm thinking of you guys. Um, what color are Justin Timberlake's shoes to open the halftime show? Now I changed my mind on this one. So I'm interested to hear what you say. Well, I think he wears, um, sneakers of some nature so white i'll say black probably white red. probably predominantly white but i think they're gonna have a pattern to it but i'm gonna go white is justin timberlake gonna wear a hat at the beginning of the halftime show um no what is the first song of the justin timberlake medley Sexy backs, can't stop the feeling, mirrors, my love, suit and tie, what goes around comes around, filthy, other. So I was nervous to ask this question because I haven't looked at what his new songs on his album are because I think he opens up with one of those. But normally when people are doing a show, they usually start with the classics and then hit you with the new stuff later to be like, see, you remember you like that? Then you'll like this too. You can't do. You can't start with can't stop the feeling because it's just too high energy that – that can't you can't start with that right i think you have to start uh, with sexy back because he's bringing it back at halftime yeah Minus it's, it's a good option i just feel like you know with the generals i mean you start kind of high then you take it down you you build up right so i guess sexy back would be a decent one to start with i just 
I don't know. I What's your like favorite JT song? So we don't have Courtney here to ask her, but what, what's your favorite? Um, it's probably actually one of the NSYNC songs. If I can't remember what it's, it was like a girlfriend related song. It's like a black and white video. Are you talking Cry Me a River when he was solo? No, that's my but that favorite. Was, but that was a good one. Cry Me a River. That's the best one. It was that, I, like, hope he, I hope there's like rain. That'd be he's great. He's got to do a little Crimea River, right? Listen, he's not going to start with Crimea River, so this is not part of the question. I think he starts with sexy back, and I changed my answer because I started with, like, white tennis shoes, you know, whatever. But I was like, I think he starts with sexy back in a tux with a top hat or fedora or something. Interesting. I think this could be a whole look. Now, if you think that he's going to start with something kind of fun and funky, um, maybe – uh, but even suit and tie, obviously, it would be a suit and tie. I yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it, he's not going to start with a suit and tie just by the nature of the complexity of, of the costume change. Right. And he could still wear tennis shoes with a suit or whatever. That's the style right now, which drives yes. my husband crazy, by the way. So but every time it happens on the <laughs> NFL Network, he dies. Uh, but, yeah, so I think this is interesting. Uh, what was the other song on um, Sexy Back? But, but the other song that was really popular um, – I know. I sat there trying. I I knew I should have looked up Justin Timberlake songs. I knew this could be a question. Um, we'll go to the next one. I'm going to Google right now Justin Timberlake songs. This is not one of the questions, but um, are you hoping there's a left shark? Always. I was a left shark for Halloween because I loved it so much. That's I will I always hope there's a left shark. <laughs> I think it should be a Super Bowl uh, tradition. Do you believe Janet Jackson will be there? No. Uh, commercial questions. This is actually interesting, everybody. Which is the first animal that will appear in a commercial after kickoff? Now, this is a trick question because normally it's horses for Budweiser. Mm -hmm. Budweiser has that stupid dilly dilly thing, which we talked about a lot on the Fantasy Alarm live feed. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say stupid. Dilly dilly is fantastic marketing. Oh, I'm so done. So anyway, maybe they don't do it. horses because they do dilly dilly. I agree. I think they will stick with the dilly dilly. And I'm going to say it will be a bird. A bird? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take this as a safe approach. There may just be a bird that happens to pass by in a commercial. Well, are you trying to, to say it's a star? Like, uh, yeah. But although I did qualify. This says appear. It just says appear in a commercial. It doesn't say I agree. I, I, think we could, I think we could debate this one. And I agree with you, Ashley. I'll bring it up to Howard Bender. Again, go to fantasyalarm.com and check it out. Uh, what brand is the first beer commercial after kickoff? Think this but Dilly Dilly Bud, Weiser? I do think it's Dilly Dilly Bud. Yeah. I do. My man, uh, Scott Brooks, says Dilly Dilly thumbs down. Now, he might be actually uh, agreeing, though, because that's what they do in the commercials. So I don't know. That's what's so complicated. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. hate Dilly Dilly. I love it. It's just, uh, you make me chuckle. Like, oh. uh, what brand is the first car commercial after kickoff? I said Lexus say, John Ham. Oh. Uh, but um, I think I it could be Chevrolet McConaughey. Oh, could Matthew Rap? His annoying voice. Come on. Um, is it Buick? I can't remember. I can't believe that's a Buick. No, but he doesn't say it like that in his commercials. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. 
I think it'll be something American. They're going to go very American. American. I'm going to go Chevy. Year. Yeah. Chevy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be Toyota. Um, okay. What is the first NBC show promo after kickoff? This is us. I'm not sure it's even debatable. Ex- this is what I said because they're having their special show after because the you finally Super Bowl. find out how Jack Pearson dies. Well, I mean, we know, we know, we know, but, but we get uh, to see it in live time. And I love how like Crockpot and This Is Us had to basically say, hey, Crockpots are safe. Thank you. So I said this is all over the internet, and Howard told me I was using spoilers. No, and, that's okay. It's kind of a no, spoiler, last like, episode. It shows, and and plus, they all their promos. Yeah, thank you. No, that's thank not you. a spoiler. What thank I will you. say is that when I first moved in with my husband, we were dating at the time, but um, he didn't want me to use a crock pot because he didn't like the concept of me leaving the house with it on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this has been like a thing for years. It's fine. And luckily, he doesn't watch this as us because I'm pretty sure he would then be back on the freaked out about crock pot situation which i love me a crock pot yeah but to be fair that crock pot was over 20 years old it was over 20 years old it was faulty had faulty wiring did it do a little jiggle with whatever i mean yeah no yeah crock pots are fine they're fine everybody don't worry about it um yeah i i uh did say though that you know lady gaga's ex-fiance is on chicago fire so do watch for those promos he's cute little silver fox he is but uh that won't be it that won't be it. It's This Is Us. It's period. That's all NBC's mm-hmm. into now is This Is Us. It's a great show. Uh, tiebreaker, what is the total attendance announced for Super, Super Bowl 52? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I do know that this is exciting for the city of Minneapolis. I actually went to the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. A lot of my friends are there and enjoying the Super Bowl festivities and what have you. And a lot of our friends in the industry are there covering the Super Bowl. We are not, obviously. This is still my apartment, still your home. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, <laughs> it's cold there, but it's not as cold as it usually is. And everyone's complaining about it. And people in Minnesota are like, Argh. you know, and I love it. I think this Super Bowl yeah. is going to be really fun. The city of Minneapolis is an amazing city. People are having a good time. Um, I think this is going to be also it's funny because they're also making fun of Eagles fans because Eagle fans were so terrible to them. Uh, it's just it's been kind of feisty for Minnesota. Minnesota oh, is usually sure. this nice place and they're being very feisty. Uh, they are like I know that they've called for Uber drivers to purposely take Eagles fans someplace other than the stadium when they <laughs> Uber. It's so uh, passive aggressive, Minnesota. It's, no, it's so great. Yeah, I love it. I'm just like, oh gosh, that doesn't actually happen, but I love that there's comments about it. I love oh yeah, that. and they'll act like it's. I think mistake. it's here's the thing. It's just as sold out as any other game because let's be honest. Like 75 percent of the attendance is all corporate purchase tickets anyway. So no, it's fine. It's a beautiful stadium. I drove by it. It is stunning. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful Um, stadium. Also, the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, um, which uh, I was one of the finalists with the Fantasy Alarm Show um, for the short videos that I do and then also for um, the long-form videos. And by the way, Howard Bender, my colleague, and Jim Bowden, my colleague, won for Best Radio Show of the Year for FSTA. But the good news is they have another awards uh, group. It's called the FSWA, which is the Fantasy Sports Writers Association. And we do have something fun for all of you that have stayed on for this long. And we should have probably said this top. We'll say at the top of the next show. Um, but uh, her fantasy football, this show, but on SiriusXM, is one of the finalists for best radio show of the year. And by Ooh. the way, I'm not quite sure. 
I mean, I don't remember any other radio show that's only on one night a week from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on Saturday nights being finalists for this award. This is huge. It's voted on by college professors, people outside of the industry, people that don't have any whatever. So this is actually um, a, a really huge deal uh, that this show uh, is uh, a finalist. So um, I'm also a finalist for writing. Um, and video as well. Uh, but the, her fantasy football, we we just do audio. So the fact that we are nominated for that is so huge. And we're very flattered. And very we just flattered. want to thank you, the listeners, because you guys have made this possible for us because we wouldn't even be on SiriusXM without you. Right? Yeah, we're so excited. We're so humbled. And it's just, uh, we were very surprised. I mean, uh, we're like, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we had some funny text messages everyone. that yeah. day. Yeah, and I think the song brand was What Goes Around Comes Around. Is that the song you were thinking from the same album? Oh, yeah, What Goes Around Comes Around. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, I was thinking about there's another uh, Rock Your Body. That was not on Ooh. the list. I think Rock Your Body could be also the winner. Could be. Because that's be. a beat, but not too much. Yeah. We went, through a, we went through a debate at our wedding as to whether we'd play Sexy Back or Rock Your Body. Sexy one Back won? won, I think. No, it was Rock Your Body. I think Rock Your Body won. I'm going to have to go back and look. They're good ones, though. Uh, but, yeah, so thank you, everybody. We're going to be back next week for another surprise pop-up show, but we adore you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, have fun watching the Super Bowl, you guys. Don't, don't protest it because it's the Patriots and the Eagles. Get it together. Go enjoy your clam dip. We love all of you. <laughs>